this is Carl Keith, Montgomery County Auditor, and welcome to another edition of Odds and Ends. This is a podcast video production of the Montgomery County Auditor's Office that we have started doing on a monthly basis, and it's our opportunity to meet with some very special people in the community and find out more about what they do and how uh, how they interact with people in the community and, and the services they're involved with, and, uh, and I'm so thrilled to have with me today uh, Montgomery County Commissioner Judy Dodge. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us, oh, Judy. I've been looking forward to this. Judy and I have known each other um, a long time. Let's just put Let's it that just way. Leave it at Let's that. just leave it at that. And uh, <clears throat> she had a has had a long and distinguished career in local government and state government. Yeah. A number of different roles. Yeah. And uh, gosh, I Judy. I, you and I probably go back to the early 80s. Yes, uh, I think so. Uh, I was thinking about that the other day. I thought, my gosh, I remember when I was working for Chuck Kern. I think. And you, I was just a kid. I was. Yeah. Well, I know you were. <laughs> but you were you were like real smart, and so weren't you in the state auditor's office? I was. I was yeah. in the state auditor's office <clears throat> at the time. So in the early 80s, and then I came to work for the county. And so, but let's talk about your career. So you you were working for Chuck Kern, mm-hmm. and then where from there? From there, um, how graphic do you want me well, to get? Well, it's not too graphic. <laughs> it just kind of highlights. I, I mean, I know, from from there, is that where you went to, to work for the state? From yes. There? You yes. went for the work for yes. the state from there. It, it, let me explain. Okay, so I worked for Chuck Curran, okay, mm-hmm. and I was his secretary. Mm-hmm. Okay, When he, he was a county commissioner. When he was a county commissioner. Every um, commissioner had a, a commission assistant plus a secretary. I was his secretary. But I would get all the job postings. And as they came through, I you found looked, one. I said, <laughs> went that job. No, the jobs that came through that I thought, oh, I'd love to do that. But guess what? You had to have a degree. Yeah. And it didn't matter what it was in. It was just a four-year college degree. That's when I said, you know what? I'm close to graduating anyway. I went to Wright State, said, get me out of this mm-hmm. and get me to, to graduate and by gosh we worked very hard and I graduated a couple years later working kind of part-time and then quitting and then I went to work for at that time the lieutenant governor Paul Leonard oh you know what I forgot about that yes. yeah you went to work for Paul Leonard Paul Leonard yeah and that was fun okay yeah I'm sure it was <laughs> yeah so this Paul this was after he had been mayor of Dayton Yes. Right. He had been mayor of Dayton for a couple of terms, and then he was Dick Celeste, lieutenant, lieutenant governor. governor. Correct? That's right. Exactly. And what did you do for him? Well, I was an administrative assistant, and I one of my biggest responsibilities. Remember the days with Dick Celeste? It was called Capital for a Day. Yes. And they went into the smaller communities, like mm-hmm. Troy. We went to Troy. We went to. Sydney. We went, you know, just basically throughout the state, and basically that was the 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 state government's chance to shine in the smaller communities. So Paul Leonard wanted to make sure that he got some attention because <laughs> of course. the governor mm-hmm. would get attention. Mm-hmm. So my responsibility was to go into that community and find things for him to do, such as touring the businesses. He loved to run, so I would always try to get high school kids to run with him around their track. Okay, And okay. it really was fun, and I had a chance to travel. Uh, we went up to Cedar Point one time, and... and <laughs> We went with the director of agriculture at the time who actually, what their responsibility was to actually go into these parks and make sure every single ride was safe. Right. Uh, You know, 
people don't realize the the, the, the wide range of responsibilities yeah. of the director of agric the agriculture department in Ohio. But yeah, fairgrounds exactly, and uh, fairgrounds and the rides at fairgrounds they they're yes. responsible for all that. And they're, they're, you know that's who we work with on weights and measures things. Exactly, is the department oh, of agriculture, okay, sure. you know, those type of things. Oh, yeah. they're great people. Yeah, great yeah. people. Well, they were back. In the I day. forgot that you worked for yes. Paul Leonard for a while, and then I did that for about a year and a half, and then Paula McElwain, who was a commissioner at the time, said Mary Sue, her assistant, was leaving. Do you want to come back and be my assistant? And I said, sure. Okay. So I did that. And then after about four years, she said, I think I'm going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then I went to work for Lee Fisher when he was the attorney general. When he general. was attorney general. See, now I remember that really yeah. well. I remember and, yeah. yeah. And I was what was called like a field rep. I was responsible for 10 counties. Mm -hmm. So I would go into, let's say, the senior citizens uh, offices or, you know, where they'd have lunch and just talk about what the attorney general does, a whole bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget one day, and I went into, I think it was up in uh, Fayette County, went to their senior citizen center before lunch and started talking about, you know, if you get a call or a letter and it sounds too good, too good to be true, it's it probably is. It's it probably too is. good to be true. It's true. So don't sign up, blah, blah, blah. So then all of a sudden at the back of the room, a gentleman just started walking towards me. Now, this is back in the 90s when we didn't have all the tension about people you know, mm -hmm, doing right. things. And he just kept walking towards me, and I thought, is something wrong? And he came up, and he went, it's lunchtime. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you're you're crouching on their lunch exactly. period. Exactly. So that was fun. And then I went to work for... Um, so how long did you work for Paula? About three or four years. I was going to say, I thought you worked for Paula for quite a... Okay. And uh, that was fun. Okay. I, I enjoyed that. And I got a lot of experience as far as what a county commissioner does. Right. right. And then uh, and then after that, I went to domestic relations court. And, I remember and, that. Yeah, I, I did that. And then I ran for office. You were like the... You were the administrator. I was county... Or I was assistant court administrator. Court administrator. Yeah. Okay. And that was... I really enjoyed that. Yeah. It was you know, a lot of fun. A lot of people, as you went through the hallways and everything, a lot of people were crying and sobbing mm. and then threats back and forth. We had to have security there. Right. Right. But yeah. anyway, it was... I, I love that. And then I ran for recorder in 2006. No. 1996. 1996. I was 12 at the time, but they let me... Well, run. I was going to say, you know, I... For, you know, I... <laughs> <laughs> really, when you stop and think about it, what a Whoa. wild career you have had and, and all and those different areas. Mm -hmm. And like I said, both local and state. county government and state government and from a wide variety. Loved them all. Yeah. And then I, then I ran for recorder. Lost by 402 votes. Remember, there was like I two or three recounts. That. Oh, remember yeah, that? I remember that, how close that was. And yes. then I decided, you know what? I think I could do this again. Then it, I ran again one. Yeah. And then after that, I was there six years for the recorder, loved it. And then Vicki Pegg stepped down. And I thought, you know what? Now's my chance. I'm going to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I've been doing so commissioner ever since. You've been county commissioner since? 2006. Six, oh, six. Wow. Uh, Dan Foley and I came in at the same time. Okay. He ran against Chuck He Curran. ran against Chuck Curran. Wow. Okay. And then Debbie was already there. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so, exhausted. I know. <laughs> the, uh, I, yeah, I, so I first met you in the 80s when I was with the state yeah. auditor, and then I went to work for the county treasurer, and then with the county, and then I've been in the county auditor's office for you. Yeah, I went to work for Joe Shump. That's right. I was worked for Joe Shump. Oh, and yeah. Sully. <laughs> and Sully, yeah. Yeah. So... All of those experiences certainly have made you uh, a better county commissioner, right? 
I hope. No, well, you know, I mean, a lot of experience. <laughs> you had experience in the commission offices. Yes. And then, and you in know, the community, that, yeah. you learned a lot about the community. Exactly, exactly. But you know, being an assistant to a county commissioner is great, no question about it. But when you're the commissioner, oh, your name's out there. Your name's wow. out there, yeah. and you know, you're the one that they point at. So. And so, is that good? Yeah. Are you having you? Oh yeah, no. You know, no so is that you've been there 16 years now. Isn't that and, amazing? Well, you know, I've been Gosh. in the auditor's office for 30 years. Not God, the auditor, but I've been it. in the auditor's office for 30 years. You know, how does this happen? I, I don't Carl, know. I don't know how it happens. I don't know how it happens, <laughs> no. and that's what the people say. It's like I woke up and wait a minute. You know, I was just. 22 two days ago. Oh, yeah. Well, c- clearly you, you started when you were very, very young. Very young. Very, very Thank young. Thank you so yeah, much. Just, so, okay. So I want to talk about a couple of issues that I know you are very important to you. And one I know that you've worked really hard with here recently. I mean, the county commission gets involved in so many different areas. We Thank can talk you. about a, a whole a wide range of things, but I know one in particular that you've been involved with is is food insecurity. Yes. And yes. So you want to talk about a little bit yes. about that? Very quickly, in 2010, this was after our first recession we had. Remember 2008, 2009, yeah. and 10. And um, I was asked to come to basically with other people. They would give you a. They gave us a card with like you know this is Esther and her two children. One's diabetic. We're going to give you fake money, fifty dollars. Go in our food pantry, get food for them for a week. I thought, piece of cake, right. 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, unbelievable. I could not believe it. And this is what food stamps at that pay. time. That's I mean, what, I'm just saying they, these mm-hmm. amounts. I, I'm not, I don't remember. But um, I just thought, oh, my God, this is awful. So I started working with Food Bank and with other, you know, pantries and that type of thing. What, what can we do, you know? It, it was just frightening. And so I put on a food summit every year since 2010, just trying to get the citizens here to understand about food insecurity because there's so many people that can't even walk to the grocery store because they're closing the grocery stores down every time you turn around. Right. There's no bus that goes by there. There's no fresh food for you. And so um, I've been doing that. And I think my first summit, I had maybe 60 people. And last one, we had over 300 people. Oh, wow. Wow. So, so at the um, summit, do they find out ways that they can help then? Is that, yeah, well, is that yes, the idea? Well, yes. And explaining what, you know, this is what you're, I, I had a, 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 someone come in from the schools to say, this is what we feed your kids at lunch. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, and we were like appalled at the food. You know, now it's getting a little better. And uh, last year we had um, a, a group of individuals that came that own restaurants and farmers that are um, culturally diverse. And so that was interesting to see about, you know, Mexican foods and the kind of mm-hmm. food that they serve. Sure. And, you know, I think Ukraine has brought us all so so passionate about different cultures and right, um, right. so i want to do that so um anyway our I, communities become more diverse yes our communities become more diverse absolutely um, so you yeah. know anything i can do i help with homeful the things that they do they're putting a grocery store in up there off um germantown and gettysburg mm-hmm. um i'm really trying to help like gem city market mm-hmm. i mean what a treasure that is and right. i you know, I helped so with because Lila we've Klein. had these food deserts. Food deserts, food deserts yeah. That we've Thank you for putting that out. Food deserts, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we need people to be able to get to the food, the fresh food, and the the good food for you. We can't keep feeding our kids McDonald's. Right, right. And you know, because it because it gets into all kinds of. Besides, of hunger is is a concern. Yeah. But it's it's not it's lack of good nutrition too. Exactly. Right? We can't all eat, like you said, we can't all eat French fries and and. 
well, cheeseburgers every yeah, day. I like good it. French bread. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Trust me, I've got my favorites. But one of the things, I've been to the schools, and they do breakfast for the kids because they have found out over the years, by 10 o'clock, these kids are like, you know, comatose. There's no mm-hmm. food in their mm-hmm. stomach. Mm-hmm. And so that starts them out well. And they give them backpacks to take home on the weekend, so they at least got a couple meals. And, That's and so important. A lot of the schools are doing the year-round lunches, right? Oh, yeah. Year-round oh, lunches. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. I've got, you know, I live in, I live in Dayton. I live in Belmont, uh-huh. close to Belmont High School, and so I'll see kids, you know, walking to school, mm-hmm. and and sometimes they're walking. I've noticed they're walking really early in the morning. So, what time does school start? You say, "Oh, we're we're going early so we can get breakfast. breakfast. We can get breakfast. Oh, well, good for you." Isn't it sad? Mm-hmm. It's just sad. And thanks to you know, the, I shouldn't say thanks, but uh, with the pandemic and everything, the government has increased SNAP benefits. Well, that's ending now another month. So, mm. people that had you know some extra money there for good food, gone. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Su- okay. I'm gonna. Su- uh, shift gears here I know, just a I little bet. bit because do we have any time? Left? Well, oh I yeah, don't know. oh yeah, but that, you know, <laughs> another, you know, that's kind of a <laughs> tragic uh, situation there that you're dealing with, right? The, the food insecurity. I'm going to switch to another one that's been it's a difficult because you're on the One Ohio, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, Recovery Foundation mm-hmm. dealing mm-hmm. with the opioid uh, yes. Pro- yes. issues with the op- opioid. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I, in fact, I saw you on TV recently talking about mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. uh, so talk a little bit about your role there. Sure. So you're on sure. the board, right? Uh, yeah, I am like the head of the board. Okay. Uh, there's uh, about 14 on the board, and it's um, individuals that are like from the largest city, we have the mayor on, a mm-hmm. uh, township trustee, uh, somebody from a village, and then we have like Adamus representative, we have someone from Gadaha, um, public health, you know, from law enforcement. The, the, these are the people that have basically suffered through this horrible opiate Been pandemic. On the front we had the front lines, and mm-hmm. that's what we're concerned about. So I'm, on, I'm the representative that goes to Ohio. <laughs> in Columbus and have meetings with all the other representatives from the other districts. I Mm -hmm. think there's about 19 districts. Plus, the governor has appointed people to be on this board, as well as the attorney general, the state senate, the state (laughs) representatives. So it's a huge board. Mm -hmm. And what we're trying to come up with, an MOU to make sure as we get this money that is, you know, come to us, that we pass it out distributively and that the people that really need it, such as treatment centers, such as, you know, hospitals, such all kinds of stuff. So it's way still in the beginnings. Yeah. So you talk about the money. So the money is coming from from settlements with the the pharmaceutical companies? Pharmaceutical companies, absolutely. Uh, Millions and millions of dollars. And they don't want to squander it. And I I understand. They want to make sure that every T is crossed, every I is dotted, and we're doing it right. So that, you know, we can't come back and say, well, you guys really screwed this up, you know. Well, it was such a a, a tragic uh, time period for our county when we were at the, gosh, we were the... What, leading the country Thank in the, in the Wasn't that number wonderful? of opioids. Exactly, 500. You know, and right after we were leading the country in the number of uh, foreclosures. And, you know, it, yes. we had a really, really rough time. But, we but did. things seem to be, I, I, we're on a road to recovery, I think. We Speaking are on of being the road, on the road to recovery. Board, board recovery, you know. Opiate uh, deaths this past year have gone down, I think it was like 302 compared to 520 some in 2017, I think it was. So, yeah, it's just tragic, tragic. So, you know, the county auditor's office and the county commissioners, like everything else, we, we work together on a we number do. of different issues. We do. We do <laughs> try to work together on a number of different issues. I'm kidding. And um, uh, 
but one thing that we worked really close on is with the animal control oh, issues. Oh, we love our dogs. We love our dogs, and uh, I, it's one of the things I enjoy doing, uh, selling, uh, being responsible for selling dog licenses. I and know. then the commissioners are responsible for the for the animal resource center. Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about that sure, too? Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. And you know. W- have you been to Have you been there recently? I have not been there. Oh, it's been a while. Well, know. you know, COVID. You know, we kind of shut us all down. But I, I have not I been know. there in a couple of I years. Know. Actually, I feel bad. I know, I know. And you know, you go there, and I want to take them all home. Oh yeah. Well, that's another reason. That's the problem. <laughs> that's another that's reason. the problem. Yeah. I have two old English bulldogs. I know you have Winston, and I know that my doggies would say, "How could you do this to us to bring another dog into this?" Uh, yeah. But anyway, we you know we do the best we can, and it's challenging times. No question about it. It. And, you know, we have um, uh, kennels and everything for approximately 100 dogs. Mm-hmm. We are always full. Always full. Mm-hmm. And people have got to get their license and their chips because so many times I see on Facebook, is anybody, you know, here's a little dog I found that's lost and everything. And people always say, you know, take it to the police station or to Animal Research Center. They'll the- see if there's a chip there mm-hmm. and return it to their owners. I, you know, how many times do we say this? Every year when you do the first license, it's yeah. always like that's their dog's ticket home. So, uh, yeah, and you know, and that's how you mentioned Winston. That's how we, we got how we got Winston. He, yeah. When they was found, he he did not have a collar, he did not have a license, and he, he did not have car. a microchip, and and we, we could not that. find anyone to claim him or anything. And so it was. I mean, it worked out great for us because he's just as sweet as he, he can be. He is. He is. But, um, but yeah, I mean, for someone else, you know that that. Uh, you lose your dog, like you said. You know, having that license, having that microchip, that's exactly. their that's their ticket home. Exactly. And we want them to come home. We want them. We to want come them come home. home. We and, want them to come home. Um, and the other thing that that you know we're very alarmed about, and that's dog fighting in certain areas of right. our community. And you know, if any of our people that are watching, if you know of any of that, please contact the police station yeah. because that's got to stop. Those dogs are injured and yeah, mm, awful. Well, Judy. We, you and time. I, you and I could sit here and talk all day. I, know, I think could we? we can sit here and talk all day. But so I really appreciate you doing this. Oh my gosh! And maybe anytime. we'll have to do it. Maybe have to do it again. Now I understand the county commission is getting ready to do. Uh, yes, we're uh, going to do one here. Starting start each of us individually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you want me on, let me know. Oh, trust me. <laughs> of course. You've already been on All my right. Ward's Radio have, Reading Service. I but I appreciate really appreciate that. you, and I appreciate your service to the community well, and your long you. career and uh, distinguished career. And uh, well, congratulate, you. congratulate you for that. Thank you so, so much. So that's going to wrap us up for this uh, episode of Odds and Ends. And uh, thank again, we want to thank Judy Dodge for our, being our guest this, uh, this month. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.